0: What is up everybody? Welcome back. I know you guys missed me last week. I'm sorry. I won't do it again until the next time I do it. But I took a family vacation, took some time with the fam, went up to Tahoe, played in the snow. Took my son to the snow for the first time. My daughter for, I think it was her second time. My son got nuts and ate his weight in snow while my daughter just decided that she wanted to go to the arcade and win all the prizes. Typical king, because that's the same thing that I did when I was a kid. Both of them, actually. I I think I still eat snow. I may have. But we're not going to get into that. What we're here to talk about today, and I'm going to spend about 42 seconds on it, And you shouldn't tie me on that because I may not spend 42 seconds on it. But we have Gabe Jackson throwing a little bit of shade at the Raiders. Now, it's not a whole lot of shade. It's nothing that isn't true. But Gabe said when he went to the Seahawks that after he got his extension, because he got an extension with them, that he liked what they do there. And they do winning. They win. And he's not lying. I mean, let's face it. The Raiders haven't won and had a winning season since 2016. Raiders haven't sniffed the playoffs since 2016. In 2019 and 2020, they've had late season collapses on seasons that they should have made the playoffs, especially 2020. Now, obviously, the defense was garbage, and you know they brought in Gus Bradley to fix that, and hopefully Gus Bradley's going to do his job and get that defense on track. But Gabe Jackson wasn't wrong, and I'm here to say, I know a lot of people have been getting mad at Gabe, getting pissed off at what he said, Gabe didn't say nothing wrong. The Raiders haven't won. I know that our motto is just win, baby, but we have not just won. We haven't won for a long time. And yes, even though we did make the playoffs in 2016, we weren't at full strength. Derek Carr had broken his leg on Christmas Eve. We all remember that. Uh, Matt Mcloin got hurt in the Bronco game. And Connor Cook came in and stunk up the place in Houston. And we all know what happened after that. And you know the basically the roster imploded. Jack Del Rio was fired. John Gruden came in. He imploded, he exploded everything, brought in free agents, brought in big names, brought in a lot of flames that fizzled out. And now the Raiders are in a position where they've had to make some moves on the offensive line. They've had to make some moves on the defensive line. They've had to make some moves with the defensive staff. And they're hopefully now turning that corner defensively to where we can put this team back on the map and make it a playoff team. There's obviously still some moves that need to be made. And I know the first thing the Raider fans are going to say is we need a free safety. And I'm not going to disagree with you. I don't think that you're wrong. I don't think that you're lying. And I don't think that just fulfilling through the draft is the right way to go. There's still a lot of immaturity in that secondary, and we need somebody in the secondary who can provide some maturity. I'm still pounding the table for Richard Sherman. Sherm, we need you. Make it happen. Reunite with Bradley. Let's get it. Come to Vegas. Derek Carr has already said it's ring season, so let's get this. I think that that move is is something that needs to happen. We need that secondary leadership. We need somebody who's smart, who knows the system, and who's going to be able to get in guys' asses and motivate them. And also, who isn't afraid to get in somebody's face? That is exactly what we need. And I think that as we get through the draft, we can draft the free safety. We can draft the offensive tackle because we're going to need it. But we need to get some veteran leadership in there. We've, we've got it on the defensive line. We've got it on the offensive line. We obviously have it at the quarterback position. We've got some vets in the room at wide receiver. We've got vets in the room at linebacker. We need some vets at safety. And I don't think that Jeff Heath is, is going to be the only person that is going to provide that leadership. Leadership is important. Leadership is something that we thrive off of, whether it be in sports, whether it be in the workplace, whether it be at home, whether it be around the world. And having strong leaders is something that you need. One of the things that I really want to focus on right now is not just strong leaders, but strong, diverse leaders. And of that diversity, I want to talk about the women leaders. I want to talk about the women that are in sports. I want to talk about the women that are trailblazers. Uh, In the community, I want to talk about women that are making a name for themselves in a male-dominated industry and not falling victim to the fact that they may be a minority right now. Because what we're seeing is we're seeing an uptick in women in sports. We're seeing an uptick in diverse roles. We have women that are assistant coaches in the National Football League and in the NBA. We've got women that are refs in the NBA and the National Football League. We are seeing a culture change. And obviously, we as Raider fans, we had Amy Trask. Who was the first female president we're seeing more and more diverse voices in sports and what i want to do as we close out march national women's history month i want to bring in a valued member of the sports community somebody who's been doing a ton of work and are putting out a ton of great content a good friend of mine we're going to bring in her in next All right, so we are back, and with me, I have a very special guest, so I gave you guys a little bit of a a hint, didn't give you a bunch of a hint, but we've got two-time Emmy Award winner, head of social for Colin Coward's podcast network, The Volume, and most importantly, a valued member of Raider Nation, got Brittany Valenzuela Cohen. Brittany, how you doing?
1: Hey, I'm doing well. Thank you for having me.
0: Oh, thanks for coming on. I know that, you know, we've been talking back and forth and, and wanting to get you on, and I think that right now is the perfect time to do it, especially today as we're closing out National Women's Month, National Women's History Month. Wanted to make sure that we we celebrate some of the women's voices in sports. So wanted to bring somebody who I know has a big voice in sports in you.
1: Ah, uh, thank you. Seriously, that means so much to me. It's like, as you say that, it's like very crazy to hear that. I'm, I'm working on it, but yeah, thank you for having me. I'm very excited.
0: Now, thanks for coming on. Now, first things first, um, I know that you recently moved to Tennessee. So how is it going from the Bay area where obviously everybody's mostly all about the Raiders. Now you got, you know, some Niner fans that jumped on the bandwagon, but how is it being a Raiders fan over in Titan country?
1: I mean, so I moved probably five weeks ago. I think it was now. And honestly, I, I haven't really explored a bunch are like been out that much to actually be able to see it so I think football season is going to be really interesting um, once that rolls around but what's really cool is um, I have one of my really good guy friends from college plays for the Titans so I kind of you know like I am a Raider fan till the day I die but I have that little trickle of like I'm still like a player fan so I think it'll be fun to go to the games but you'll always catch me in my Raider gear no matter what
0: course and you know bones and josephine they are out there sometimes and i think they have the bar out there so uh, if you ever are out there they they huge raider fans so you can always meet up with them as well
1: yeah yeah i'm in on that i need that i'm gonna <laughs> need a like, little bit of like home base i'm definitely already missing the Bay area
0: yeah i know you know it's in you left at the wrong time it just got hot out here it's like 83 degrees it's perfect it's beautiful but I'm not going to rub it in. in. Don't worry. That's
1: <laughs> in. Well, no tornado warnings. <laughs> <Yeah>. My <laughs> friends are texting me. My family's like, still flood warning. What's going on with that? Like, how are we? I'm like, I don't know. It's it's a new life, but <laughs> we just
0: know, earthquakes have earthquakes over up. here.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How to switch it so, up. So.
0: Right. You know, I, I actually, I, when I was living in Kansas, I had, a, I was in a, I was in a tornado and um, I, was, I was like, give me back to California. I just want earthquakes. But, okay, what I want to do is, first things first, I know that, you know, you're working for the volume. You're working for Colin Coward. I got to address the elephant in the room. Now, I know that some Raider fans get frustrated with him, but he's entertaining. He, he knows what he does. He's great at what he does. He's obviously had tremendous success. How is it working with him?
1: Honestly, my first meeting with him, he was so nice. Um, I, he was just an all-around genuine human being and the first conversation I had with him he was like okay Brittany excited to have you on the team and kind of already knew a bunch of stuff about me so I was a little surprised and he it wasn't like he just hired me and that was it it was like he was like okay so what do you want to get better at what's what are your goals and how can I help you and Um, this is what you're going to be doing here. So it was more of like, he got to know me on a personal level, as opposed to at a lot of companies, you don't ever meet the person that's that high up, you know? So to be able to have, you know, that kind of relationship with someone like that, it's, it's really nice. And I'm definitely grateful for it. He's just, he's just a really nice, nice human.
0: He seems like he is. I mean, I know obviously a lot of it's just an act, and you know he has to keep up that image on TV. But he seems like a really nice guy. And I'm looking yeah. at you guys over there at the volume. You guys have tons of star power. I mean, well, let's talk about that. All the people that you're working with. What are you doing over there?
1: Well, so um, we're a startup, so it's kind of fun because we're able to have our hands in a bunch of different things. Um, so I'm working from. You know, I'm I'm working on our social team, um, and then I'm also helping produce podcasts. Um, I've been more so working with Renee Paquette, who does a lot of our combat sports. She's absolutely amazing. I can't even say enough good things about her. She's been so incredible to work with. Um, and then I work with Akib Taleb. Um, He's absolutely <laughs> incredible with the whole Raider background. I'm like, okay, so we're gonna need to talk about the about the chain game. Like, what's going on here? And uh, he's, he's great people. Like he's just such a real, real guy. Um, I love working with him. And then James and Jones, I don't know if you follow him on NBA Twitter, them and Mark, Mike Gardabaccio. Um, he's their host, they're hilarious. So those are the podcasts I'm kind of like more centered on. Um, And then so I produce those with them. Um, And then, yeah, I work social. It's great. It's been so much fun. Um, It's been a great experience so far. And I'm excited to see, you know, where like how this all pans out.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, it's huge. And I think that, you know, you talked about the keep to leave and I actually saw that, that snippet that you posted and I I retweeted it out because it's, it's crazy. You know, we, we, I, as a Raider fan, remember that vividly. I was watching that game. I was at that game. And, I mean, it was within the first minute that it that it goes down. And, I mean, you remember it vividly. You see Gabe on the sideline fighting. You see Crabtree sitting in the end zone with, swing, with his helmet off, swinging on Tlaib. Tlaib's got his chain in his hand. And, and this wasn't the first time that it happened. It was the second time.
1: Mm-hmm. And Tlaib
0: told him, he said, if you wear that chain, I'm going to snatch it. So it, it was, it was yes, funny to, to – Yeah, it's no, funny but- because – you know, you got the people and you know as as well as I do. You got the people on social media that, that talk about it. To leave is about it. And <laughs> yeah. And he showed it on the field. So yeah. I, I that was really it was cool to see it was it was cool to get the athlete's perspective of it.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, they actually but, grew I think I, I might be a little bit off here but they like they are both from Dallas. So they have like a background together and stuff too, and I didn't know that. So it made the story like when he told the story, it made it that much better. And yeah. as like a Raider fan, you're a little biased, right? Like, right. And then so when I started working with him, I'm like, listen, I'm a Raider fan. We need to talk about this. And he just started <laughs> laughing. I'm like, okay, it's a, it's all it's all good. It's all good.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, as as Raider fans, we get very very uh, protective of our team and our players <laughs> and those those of those who are on the team. We treat them like they're our family. And if they're not on the team, then depending on how it ends, then they're still family, or if they're Antonio Brown, they can go off in, in a hot air balloon. But we won't we won't talk about that.
1: <laughs> like, uh, yeah,
0: But you know what I wanted to bring you on today is the first thing I really want to do is just, you know, get a chance to speak with you, get a chance to chat with you. And we talk a lot on social media, we talk a lot, you know, about everything that's going on, but You know, with National Women's History Month closing out, which for me, I think of it as like something that we shouldn't have to have a month dedicated to it. It's just like Black History Month, right? Like, why do we have a month dedicated to it? Why aren't we celebrating it year round? Why aren't we celebrating diversity in this year round? Um, But what do do you see happening in 2021 as opposed to the previous years um, with Women Voices in Sports?
1: Oh, wow. Um, I think that there's a lot more. I think women are owning their voice a lot more. Um, if you look at what happened recently with the NCAA whole situation of yes. the in the weight room, um, I was actually talking to Jenkins and Jones on their podcast, kind of talked about this a little bit. And we had like a pre-production meeting. And I was just saying, like, I've worked for the Pac-12. I worked for the Pac-12 for five years. Um, I also was a cheerleader at San Jose State. And I think being able to use your voice and your platform now is allowed. And it's not like you couldn't do it before. It was just kind of like there was a lot of negativity around it. and Like women can be seen as too much of this, too much of that. And now it's just kind of women feel more um power to be able to speak their minds and they should they should have always it should have always Absolutely. been like that um but i think now we have like women backing each other and then there are those men which there are not a lot of but there are those men that like are using their platform to say like hey this is not cool NCA. let's figure this out and like it's unfortunate that women have to also like look to men like hey we need your support yeah. um but at the end of the day um we do. And that's kind of like um, something that I've seen happen a lot more that makes me proud to like work in the sports industry because we're giving a platform to all these women. Like you also just saw Subird um, and Simone Manuel and Chloe. And I forget who the other person is, but they just created the Together Network, um, yeah. which is like a all women based company. And being able to see that as a woman is absolutely incredible because you're like, yeah, you know, I at the Pac-12, we want to elevate women's voices, but the men are still the money maker, right? Like, it's just known to be that way. Um, so, to be able to see women creating these companies and like using their platforms and their voice a lot more, it's it's really really empowering and inspiring.
0: Yeah, it definitely is. I know that like in my lifetime and obviously your lifetime as well, we've seen a lot of advances. You know, we've had Title IX, we've had, you know, what's happened recently with the NCAA women's team. Um, We've seen the women speaking up more. We see men obviously speaking up more as well. Um, We're seeing more diversity, not only just in roles in like social media and such and such, but also in actual leagues you know we're seeing female coaches we're seeing female referees we're seeing more women of power in you know in head leadership positions with teams uh what do you think is is causing that charge of people changing their minds and saying well you know what women can do this
1: uh you know that's a great question um I think that one, it has to do with like women finally like owning their voice. Like I said, mm-hmm. finally owning the space that they have and like not being afraid um, and kind of, you know like I said, using their platform to be that person like, yeah. hey, it doesn't matter if I am this or that like I still know what the hell I'm doing and I can get respect in the locker room and watch me prove it. Um, yeah. so it's having that, but it's, it's also having people to um, advocate for you. Like, hey, you need to hire this woman. She's incredible. Um, She does all of this and you won't regret it if you hire her. Like having people like that is very, very, very important for women and like women of color as well. So,
0: yeah. And I think that brings me to my next question. How do we, how do we like as men, how do we create and form allies? How how are we allies in, you know, championing that diversity?
1: Um, I think that it is just, like elevating the voices around you. And um, I saw a tweet today that said something along the lines of like, hey men, it's okay to tell your friends that ain't it. And it's just, you know, or whatever it is, like there's a lot of stuff going on within the last few days of like um, in the sports community um, specifically to where there are conversations that are happening and things might be said that are kind of out of pocket. And I think it's more of just, checking other people or saying like, hey, we're doing, you know, it's Women's History Month, let's X, Y, Z or hey, it's Black History Month, let's do this. And um, even if people aren't as receptive towards it, being more of like a, hey, I'm not only gonna say something, I'm gonna come up with a plan to do it. And I think that we need to do this by doing, and here's a platter of ideas. Um, Because you can only tweet about things so much and like retweet people's voices and stuff until it's kind of like okay you've tagged me in six follow a woman post today like i i i'm not saying that i don't appreciate that i think that's amazing but i think there's another level of like okay like you're going to talk about it be about it but that's just right you know
0: yeah i mean it's just i mean it's similar to you know people especially last summer people that were you know, posting a lot, of, a lot about you know being black allies and being allies to posting
1: you know, a so. black square where you're like right,
0: but where are you? You know, you weren't, like, you was, weren't in, you weren't on the streets, you weren't we were out there the protesting. Streets, yeah. like, you weren't <laughs> like, shooting in the gym. Line.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> you
0: know right. So and I
1: did struggle with that. I mean, it's like you can only post things like that so much until it's like, okay, now I need to see what you're actually going to do. Right. You know?
0: Right. And I think that that's, you know, in the social media age, it's easy to hit tweet. It's easy to hit send and yeah. it's easy to post a picture or tag somebody and say, okay, well, you know, my job is done. I, I did what I could do. Yeah. But it's also, I think it's having those difficult conversations. It's having those, those conversations where it's like, Hey, you know what? This isn't the thing. This isn't the right way to do it. Let me speak up and doing what you say that you would do on social media when people aren't watching, because yeah, at the end the of the day, meetings right yeah. because even when you think people aren't watching they're still watching right there's still mm-hmm. people listening there's still people that are that are paying attention to what's going on and yeah. you know it's it comes out and i think that it, in this day and age the this you day and age it comes out and so we we see what what's happening yeah. um you know what do you think what do you see for the future what do you see you know with with women in sports in the future what do you see with diversity in sports in the future
1: oh listen i'm hoping that I am from the Bay area. I'm like, I need all types of people everywhere. That's just how I have always been. Um, I hope, you know, I interviewed at PAC 12, this softball coach, um, at the university of Utah. And she said to me, um, it was when I cannot remember her name, but they hired, the giants hired a female coach. And, you know, I was asked to ask her like, Hey, how do you feel about the giants hiring a woman coach? And she said, I am very very excited. Um I think it's absolutely amazing for the sport. I think it's amazing for women, but I I can't lie and say that I'm not excited for the day where I don't continuously get asked about the women first. And I feel like that is a huge thing. Like just that mm-hmm. in itself is just like it speaks volumes to like okay, it's amazing and it's incredible, but that's how like we're so close, but we're still so far, you know, every yeah. time it's like, okay, we hired the first woman referee. We hired the first black woman referee. We hired the first and et cetera. It goes on. It's amazing, but it's like, okay, I I'm ready for it to be like, no, this is normal. And I feel
0: like right. that's
1: like me living far in the future, but I feel like we are slowly, but surely getting there. And I think like we said earlier, that comes down to the support from the higher higher ups
0: no doubt and i think that you know us from being from the bay area we see diversity completely different you know we, we look at the raiders you know first black head coach first woman executive you know or first latino head coach you know so all these things that that seem like okay al davis was a trailblazer al davis did all these things that you know that people hadn't done al davis did it because he thought because it was the right thing to do he didn't do it because Oh well, that's a black guy. I need to I need to hire a black guy, or if that's a woman, I need to make her my team president because she's a woman. You know, yeah. I'll did it because it was right. And I think that for me, the way I look at it is the only way that we're gonna see more and more change is to get the good old boy network out. You know, when you see these owners, when you see some of the people that are in these positions of power, you gotta get them out because they're the ones that are holding everybody back, they're the ones that that aren't championing that diversity. When we look, when we look around the league, what we have one female owner in the National Football League.
1: And the we only have, reason she's the owner is because, yeah. Right.
0: We have how many black owners? Mm-hmm. Zero. You know, so those are things that we that we need to look at. And those are things that I wanna see change.
1: Yeah. Um, it starts from the top. Absolutely. And,
0: yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And that's with everything, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my, my biggest thing is, you know, I think that a lot of things go hand in hand, but, you know, we got to continue to work together to, to uplift voices, to up, uplift diversity. Um, and like you said, to make it to where it's not, you know, this is the first, this is, this is this. I remember everybody was geeked out when we, when we hired Kelsey Martinez as the first female trainer. Remember that? Yeah. And yeah, you're absolutely right. We just need to, to change that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, What are some things that you're doing? Because I know that you're championing a lot. What are some things that you're doing right now um, to help lead that charge?
1: So right now I'm currently, I have this, um, my friend McKenna worked for the NFL Network um, and she, who I met on Twitter. um, And she messaged me in the beginning of quarantine and she's like, hey, I'm struggling working out. Can I put you in a group chat of like three other girls who are gonna work out together? Absolutely love it whatever. So we did that. It was great. Fast forward to a month ago, I started a new one. I don't know if you saw, I like tweeted, um, like looking for women to work out, um, who are in sports. And, um, there were about only like six women that responded, but so our group grew to, I think 10. And it was just kind of like, it went from, I think the I don't think I realized how excited I was about it until the end of it. Um, And it was just me bringing unintentionally bringing women from different walks of life, different careers in sports, um, different backgrounds in this one group chat. And all we were doing was being positive and working out and talking about the food we love, the outfits we love, our jobs. And um, then I kind of sat and thought about it. I'm like, this is, actually really cool like I love working out sometimes I need the inspiration to work out um and so I just did another one and now there's 20 women in it um all of who they all like there are a few women that knew each other in the very beginning but most of them it's kind of like developing new relationships with each other I mean we have women from Nike to um the sec to the nfl network to um the warriors so for me like i know i i've met these some of these women on social media um but not everyone knows each other so to be able to watch those like relationships come about um also we have molly i don't know if you follow molly she's an nfl agent um I don't but I, so to I watch I, all these women in different capacities of sports develop a relationship and it's just like a genuine organic thing of like hey we're just here to work out and have a conversation and then the other day it turned into like hey I'm looking for and actually you responded to this but like hey I'm looking for um meal prep places in the bay area and eventually maybe it'll turn into work stuff um but yeah. so far it's just been like an organic conversation and that's kind of what I'm passionate about is like Um, I think we live, we talked about social media a little bit and I think we live in a spot where it's like, it's so easy to say we're networking. It's so easy to network with people. But I think the definition of networking has been skewed a little bit. Um, And I think social media has made it, made people feel like, oh, like we're really good friends. And you're kind of like, I mean, I don't really know you like that, but like, I'm willing to get to know you if someone puts in the effort and I feel like the effort is definitely lacking. Um, And I think that ways like this, where it was super organic and it was just like, Hey, we're looking for women to come work out that work in sports, because we're also trying to meet women who have the same um, passions as us. Um, So that's kind of what I've been doing so far. And that's something that I'm trying to eventually make bigger. I don't really know how, or like what yet. Um, but th- that's something that I've been kind of trying to work on is creating a positive safe space for women to like come talk about like nutrition and work if need be, and like just work it out.
0: So that's huge. That's, that's huge. So anybody that's listening, if you're a woman and you and working in sports or you're interested in working in sports, hit up Brittany. But Hey, what I want to do is now I want to get down to the nitty gritty and we're going to talk about something that is near and dear to my heart. And hopefully, near and dear to your heart as well. And that's the Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> what I want to do, we, you know, looking at this offseason, obviously it's been a freaking roller coaster, right? We lost Rodney, we lost Gabe, we didn't have an offensive line for a minute, we lost Trent. And now it's starting to kind of turn around a little bit. How are you feeling about this team as we look going forward?
1: I'm actually excited about them this year. I feel like, I feel like also Derek Carr has a little bit more pressure on him than ever before to perform better, and I'm not saying that he hasn't before, but I think um, with them bringing Marcus back again, it's kind of more of like a okay, this is for real, like, and especially how well Marcus played in the game against the Chargers too. So I think that I think it's gonna be funnier. fun I'm definitely trying to keep positive about it. I have my you know, negative Raider hater ways about me where I'm like, listen, they're still in Vegas and I'm still pissed about it. Um, but yeah, no, I'm being positive. I'm waiting to see what happens
0: in the draft. So we'll
1: we'll see how it goes.
0: Yeah, I think the draft is going to be huge. I think that, you know, obviously looking at it, I look at it like this, you know, we've addressed the defensive line ad nauseum. I think that they've pretty much brought in every free agent defensive lineman that they possibly could. Mm-hmm. Um, our linebacking core doesn't look that bad at the first level. Right. You know, as long as Littleton can go back to the way that he played when he was in LA and yeah. hopefully he's there was a problem with Paul Gunther and it wasn't Littleton. Um, but I'm looking at the secondary and I think that that's an area that still needs some major adjustments.
1: I feel like it's been like that for a while.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, the last <laughs> time we had a good, a really good DB was Charles Woodson and that was, you know, what, back in 2016, 2015. Yeah.
1: Well, and he was like even back then putting the team on his back, but that's exactly.
0: (laughs) You know, I mean, hey, look, I I can tell you that at least at least our players do play football better than they rap. So, I I don't know if you.
1: I was talking to my brother about that. I'm like, (laughs) we got a lot of rappers on the team, but
0: we got two guys that can rap really well, and then you know, Waller's Waller's pretty good. Waller's pretty good. Max has flows. Uh. But I don't think... Max has I, I I I could post a video later, but Max has flows. But have you if you seen uh, Mullen's new video that I posted today? No, no, I'm gonna have to look that up. Yeah, take a look at that. It's it's 47 seconds of pure awesomeness.
1: I'm always here for a fun fun little freestyle.
0: Yeah. Well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I think. I think I try to keep with the Raiders. I try to keep my expectations a little bit like low. So when something good happens, I'm like, oh shit, like we're actually good, right. like good, good, as opposed to like par for the course.
0: See, I like my my good friend, Cody. I try to keep the rose colored glasses on. And yes, I know. <laughs> and, and, and not always, And look, I can tell you right now, social media me and what I say about the Raiders and, in real life, me and what I say about the Raiders are two different things. <laughs> what I say on social, what I say on social media, I'm just, Hey, look, I'm happy. I'm cheery. I want everything to be great. At the end of the day I know that there are some glaring needs that, that need to help and we need, you know, halftime adjustments <laughs> by John Gruden and things like that. But those are things that, that we really got to get into, you know, but what I want to do is I'm going to end it on this and I want you to just give a shout out. Tell us what, you know, what you, what we, where we can find you, what you're doing and uh, what you got coming up next.
1: Ooh, okay. Um, so my handle on Instagram and Twitter is both at Brittany, B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y underscore C-O-H-E-N three. Um, so that's Instagram and Twitter. And then, um, and what I'm doing next, I'm just, you know, produce, producing all the cool shit at the volume, enjoying myself, trying to have meaningful conversations and have fun on the side. Um, and I think just talking about what I'm passionate about, you know, and that's people, um, elevating women voices, elevating, um, women of colors, voices, um, and, you know, just figuring it out, figuring it out day to day as I go. Living in Nashville,
0: living in Nashville, eating that Nashville hot chicken.
1: Yeah. If you have any food <laughs> for Nashville, please let me know because I've found the hot chicken spots. I've only yeah. found one good Mexican restaurant with carne asada fries and we're going to need to work on that.
0: Yeah. I don't know if Nashville is going to be the, the go-to place for Mexican food, especially I- if you're coming from the Bay area. I know we have the best Mexican food out here.
1: I mean, between the Bay and L.A., I'm like, oh, no, I'm never going to find a good carnitas out of fries.
0: If you need me to overnight you some Casa Rosco, I got you.
1: (gasps) Oh, man, ultimate throwback. What's your (laughs) go-to order there?
0: Uh, I usually get the carnitas butter, and Mm -hmm. I always have them make it extra crispy. Do you uh, put the
1: one in Dublin or Livermore?
0: I prefer the one in Dublin. I feel like it's better there. Yeah, and their, their micheladas are a lot better there. I feel like the one in Livermore is not as good.
1: And their servers have been there forever. Yeah. Just go in there and they're like, what's up? And you like sit you like, hey, Brittany, come sit down right here. I'm like, I got to stop coming here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now they're always on point. (laughs) Every time we go to the, every time we go to the outlets, we always sit it up on the way home. So I'm I'm there almost every other weekend because I got to hit up the Nike store as much as I possibly can.
1: Oh, I feel it. I've been on there. I've been on the go app. Like, Brittany, you do not need another Fair Jordan once. Just stop it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, Brittany, I really appreciate you coming on. Appreciate you taking the time out of your day to, to speak with me and uh, look forward to talking to you again sometime.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me and shout out to Megan Reyes for her t-shirt because it's dope.
0: So there you have it. Big shout out to Brittany for coming on. Great talk. Great ways that we can celebrate diversity, how we can uplift women in sports, how we can celebrate each other and become allies for each other in sports and also talking about diversity and diverse voices in sports i'm gonna post a link for the shirt in the description make sure you check it out it's only going to be up for a limited time so make sure that you guys go out there and support as always appreciate y'all and i'll talk to you next week